Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. This week, we have a great podcast. It's really about You Are Enough. And that is the title of Charlene Willard's new book. So who is Charlene? She's a African-American executive at several global organizations, um, vice president of multi-billion dollar global corporations. And in 1991, she worked with the formerly known Washington Redskins, where, as you know, that I worked there, um, not around that time, but so we worked in the same building. So we connected really good, and I learned so much from Charlene. One of the great messages uh, just that Charlene is really talking about is work-life balance. She is saying that her work-life balance led to her cancer, and she battled with that cancer for four years, and then when she got better, she's, her message now is to help people. Her mess is a message what she went through. She's teaching us, all of us, how to have a work-life balance and to know that you are enough. So listen, join, and I know you all learn a lot from Charlene. Hello, and thank you for coming on this podcast, Charlene. I'm so excited to speak with you. Thank you. I think we're going to have a great time today. Thanks. Charlene, I've been uh, uh, diving into your book, You Are Enough, Reclaiming Your Career and Your Life from Purpose, Passion, and Unapologetic Authenticity. And I read two reviews that I love to share with my audience. One says, plenty of people offer advice, few offer wisdom. And the second one is, remarkable journey of self-discovery to gain profound insight along the way. What I love about you is that you have done it, been there, and now you're sharing this amazing wisdom with very simple advice. Right. I try. I try. Charlene, um, one of your guides in your life is uh, Billy Smith. And uh, he kind of put up, he planted a seed in your head and he says, there is more for us. Can you share that story and a little bit tell us, plant a little seed in our head? Sure, sure. You know, Billy is the story of the power of having someone believe in you and see more in you than you can see in yourself. And I think um, particularly as a um, young black girl, there's not a lot that's really expected of you. And for some reason, um, Billy, uh, Smith and I connected. There was really no real reason why I would know Billy when we met. We were, um, he was four years older than I, uh, I was. I was, in col- I was in high school, he was in college. And um, we bonded over cheerleading. Uh, he was a college cheerleader and I was a high school cheerleader. And he just loved um, the, my team and, uh, and some of the older girls on my team that he knew. So we got to know each other. 
And uh, one day he said to me, and this is when I was growing up in New Mexico in high school and had gone to my first uh, year college in New Mexico. And he said, Charlene, New Mexico is too small for you. There is a bigger world out there for you and you need to leave and go find it. And I thought to myself, wow, I never even considered it. And here was somebody who had just been watching me for, I think at that point, we'd only known each other a little over a year maybe. Um, and it's not like we were friends that we didn't hang out, um, but he saw something in me. And as I say in my book, and I'll tell anybody who asks, Billy Smith changed the trajectory of my life. Charlene, you have a, a lesson series called Lessons from Being Invisible Lecture Series. Yes, yes, I do. You know, I started that many years ago uh, when I was uh, 35 and I uh, was a vice president. I had been promoted to a vice president of a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, and I realized that it was an accomplishment, but I also realized how hard it was to get there. Because in the workplace, as, um, as a woman, as a black woman, um, you often are made to feel invisible. People talk over you, you're, uh, you're overlooked, you're often discounted. And so I thought about it and I thought, you know, I've taken some very deliberate steps to make sure that I'm seen, to not be invisible, and to not take and own and become what people tell me that I am. You know, so often we are limited by what we can accomplish because someone will tell us, oh, you can't do this, or you're that way, or, well, you only have this degree and it's not from this college, so you're not worthy. And we take that, we own it, and we become it, but we don't have to. And so, you know, a saying I use very often um, these days is I tell people, you know, it's choice, not chance that changes your life. And so often, even if I go back to the situation with Billy Smith, when he ignited that spark, um, while I didn't have that saying then, you know, he made me understand or helped me understand that I had a choice. I could leave. I could do something else. And that really has propelled me through my climb in up the corporate ladder, which was when I found myself in a situation that was not good for me or a situation where we often would um, shrink into ourselves and say, gosh, well, when is someone going to change this for me? When is this going to be different? I would just, I just knew I had a choice and I needed to make the right choice for me. And as long as we understand that, that it's choice, not chance, that changes your life, it's incredibly powerful. Charlene, on, in, on your book, You Are Enough, um, one of your lines is, dead battery cannot jumpstart a dead battery. <laughs> Can you help us finding the choice of the work-life balance in the process of climbing the corporate ladder? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing you have to do um, is let go of the uh, what I call the fallacy of work-life balance, uh, because there is, there is no such thing. We spend so much time saying, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to get work-life balance. 
And it does, there's no, it does not exist. There are certain times in your life when work needs you more. There are times in your life that you need to tend to your life or to your family more, and they're never going to be in balance all the time. So I try to encourage people to just make space for the things in your life when they need you. You know, and often uh, we have a tendency to put ourselves and our health last. And um, I was certainly the epitome of that before um, before I had cancer. You know, it's like, I, I don't have time to go to the doctor. I'm too busy, you know, breaking down barriers, kicking butt, taking names, you know. And, um, you know, there's a difference between self-care and being selfish. And to me, if you don't take the time and pay attention to self-care, then you're being selfish not the other way around. Because just as you said, Naveen, a dead battery can't jump a dead battery. If you're out of juice, you can't juice up somebody else, right? You can't get someone else excited and inspired to create or be who they're meant to be. So you have to be your best. You know, give your best, not your most, right? Charlene, I love the word self-care. Um, with you going through your cancer and recovering, going through your journey, what's your daily self-care routine looks like? Ah, well, that's, that's actually quite easy. Um, to put it bluntly, um, I do what I want to do, and I don't do what I don't want to do. Right. So, you know, when you have a disease and particularly something that's life threatening and, um, you know, my traditional uh, care when I had breast cancer, standard of care was seven months. Um, that was surgery, chemo, radiation. Uh, but because of complications, it stretched out to four years, a four year battle for my health. And during that time, I decided, you know, life is too short to do things that I just don't want to do or to spend my time with people I don't want to spend my time with, right? I, I don't want to ever again be in the situation where I'm saying, I wish I could have, or, you know, doing something and driving home and saying, well, there's 90 minutes of my life I'll never get back, <laughs> right? So I, um, you know, when I get up in the morning, I take my time getting up. I don't stress about um, am I going to be five minutes late? Am I going to, you know, this or that, or am I going to do that? And I think about what matters today, what matters to me today. And that's what I focus on, right? As I say, you know, a to-do list is never meant to be blank, right? So I really just try to focus on what matters to me today and, and to be kind. I try to do something nice for someone every single day, at least one person. Charlene. Again, you're so kind and I'm so grateful that you, uh, that you uh, came on this podcast. Um, speaking about being successful, you talked that you always channel someone. You talked about maybe channeling Oprah when you have to go on a, a talk. Can you help us how you channel and how we can channel? Sure, sure. And, you know, sometimes people are really great at giving advice, and they're horrible at taking their own advice, right? And I used to be that way, too. And I would tell people, if you're nervous about something or going into a situation, think about someone you admire, think about how they would handle that, that situation and become them, right? Um, and it works for people. 
And I found that one of my first uh, speeches, I was speaking to about 500 people um, at that time, and I was nervous, and I thought, why am I so nervous? Why am I so unsure of myself? And I thought, but who do I admire? Who would go out there and own that stage? And I thought, Oprah would. That's who'd go out there and own that stage. So that's what I do. I channel. I say, how would so-and-so do this? How would they respond? And in doing that, you help to gain confidence in what you're doing and belief in what you're doing. Because when I walked off that stage, I wasn't Oprah. I was Charlene and I had done it, right? So it's a way to channel your energy and then to own that energy. Charlene, uh, in the last minute that we have, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to be one of the first female executives in a white men-dominated industry? Hard. That is really, really hard because you are the only. And whenever you're the only, you, you stick out, you're different, you know that you're different, and people remind you every single day that you're different. And you are, you know, you're climbing a ladder and you're just trying to get an opportunity, right? But opportunity is not distributed equally. And you really have to have to fight for it. And it is disheartening sometimes. And you just, sometimes you just want to stop and say, it just can't be this hard. It doesn't have to be this hard. And then you get to a point where you realize it's not really about you, right? It, it's not really about me. Yes, I was fighting a pretty tough battle the whole way through my career. But in doing that, I was paving the way for the people who were coming behind me, right? Just like the people before me who had greater struggles did. So while I um, take great pleasure in my accomplishments, um, it means nothing if I don't really understand that I'm doing it so that the people behind me don't have to. Because if there can be one, which was me, there can be two, there can be three, there can be 10, right? It's about paving the way. And, you know, I, I always like to think about legacies. You know, when people think, oh, I'm gonna build this building and that's going to be my legacy or this is going to be my legacy. To me, legacies are built by the lives you touch along the way in your life. And so for me, that's what keeps me going every single day. Charlene, thank you so much. You definitely touched my life. And thank you for choosing and thank you for giving us a choice, knowing that we are enough and writing this amazing book. Where can my audience learn about you, connect with you, work with you and find your book? Oh, thank you for asking that, Naveen. So um, I am—I uh, have a website, of course. It's charlenewheelis.biz, B-I-Z. Uh, I am also on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, on Insta uh, LinkedIn as Charlene Wheelis. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all as at Charlene, at Char Wheelis, excuse me. And then um, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn if you have a question. Uh, my book is available on Amazon.com, uh, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores, everywhere books are sold. And uh, if you do go out, if you're listening and you do go out and get a book, um, send me a note so that I can send you um, an autographed plate that will go in the book to just help make it that much more special. 
Um, and I'm always here. I love to hear from people and answer their questions or anything they have um, that they're wondering about. Because my, uh, you know, the sports, uh, she was a sportscaster, but now the, the anchor, Robin Roberts, always says, make your mess your message. Well, cancer and my life was my mess. I've turned it into my message. And I love sharing that message every opportunity I get. Charlene, thank you so much for your unapologetic authenticity. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's, just, it's been great having a conversation with you. My takeaway from Charlene's message is a dead battery cannot jumpstart another dead battery. So the question is, what are you doing to plug your battery just like you're charging your phone every night what are what what are you doing to charge your battery charge your phone me personally i just like to get up in the morning go outside for a walk i get the sun and i take on my shoes and just 20 minutes i recharge myself so it could be something for you a walk or reading a book cup of coffee going for a swim what is it that you need and make sure you are prioritizing yourself so your battery is full and it's easy to plug and give everyone else more juice. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast, Please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve. People who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast at and through my social media.